Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. Today's message is called Welcome Home, and it's, it's the history of York Street. It's about who we are as a church, where we've come from. And the, the idea of, of today is to look at where we've come from to know where we're going, but in the meantime to go, hey, you're welcome here. This is who we are. This is where our identity has come from as a church. And our hope is that that you would know that you belong in this place because this is where we've come from, this is where we're going. There's a space for you here at York Street. And so before we dive in to a little bit of scripture and a little bit of history, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you have gone before in this place. We thank you that we stand on a legacy of faithful people serving you Week in, week out, day in, day out. Lord, we pray today as we look at who we have been and who we are, Lord, that you would help us become who you want us to be also. Not forgetting the the heritage and legacy that we have, but building upon it for your name's sake. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So... I've just come off a bit of a, a holiday, a few weeks off, and mostly it was uh, to do some jobs around the house. You know, the doors were falling off and all those sort of things, so you've got to put them back on. Um, I tend to do that on the holidays. And while we're on a break, we, we did go away. Ryan and I went to Mount Buller. He was doing a, a bike race, and I, was, I did a little bit of riding, but nothing compared to what he was doing. His was death, mine was mellow. Um, that was okay, <laughs> the different tracks we were on. Anyway, there was this moment at Mount Bullet. Now, I've, I grew up near the Grampians, grew up in a little town called Wallora, so I'm used to Aussie mountains, or what I thought were Aussie mountains, the Grampians, but there's something about Mount Buller that was just something different. And I found myself, it was, in, it was we only went for the weekend, it was a great weekend, it was an expensive weekend, um, but it was great. And as I sat, sat sipping my $15 latte, it wasn't quite that much, <laughs> but as I sat drinking the real expensive coffee, looking at the, the different shades of blue of the mountains as I went back and back, I remember just going, this is awesome. I don't know if I was lacking oxygen because it is pretty high, but there was something in this moment, this is something special. Like, as far as bike riding goes, it was awesome fun and no one had any accidents or no one will fall off a little bit, but no major accidents. Um, but as far as senior, it was phenomenal. And there was something about it. I love this. Our hope is that as you, you walk into York Street, even as you drive down the street about to come to church or for whatever it is, that you have that same emotion. I had that emotion in, in 1999 when I first walked into this church. I remember there was something about this place. I was like, wow. God's doing something here. And there's really cool people here. And and I want to be a part of this community. Before we dive into that, though, we've got to realise where we've come from. What what has created that emotion? What has created that experience here at York Street? In, In 1890, 
And we're trying to find the actual date that this church started. There was a group of Melbourne that came up and there was a few houses that were a part of what they called the York Street Mission. And in 1890, families came together and met in people's homes, met in people's backyards. They met in a YMCA building for a little while. They bought that building in the end. And, and they, they had two names. One was the York Street Mission. The other name was called the Life Only in Christ and Second Advent Association. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? What are you going to on Sunday? Um, I've got to read it. Um, <laughs> as they did back then. They met with a heart to get to know Jesus better but also a heart to share the gospel with others. They gained a plot of land, which we now get to worship on, and for the first 40 years had no paid minister, which meant that our origins, the history of York Street, is for 40 years they relied on the members of the congregation to preach and to care for one another. And that was based on the biblical mandate that each and every person as a disciple is a part of God's church. They relied somewhat on surrounding churches to get preachers to come in from time to time, but that's how they spent the first part of their, the, the history of the church. In 1925, they, they realised they re- resonated with a, a, a group called the Restoration Movement, more commonly known as the Churches of Christ which at that point was only about 100 years old. It was quite a new movement. And so in 1925, they became known as the York Street Church of Christ. Now, in the 20s and the 30s, the church grew incredibly. And they realized that the old weatherboard chapel that they'd been meeting in just wasn't cutting it anymore, and they needed to do something else. So in 1932, they pulled down the church. It just feels wrong, doesn't it? Like pulling down a church, like, oh. They pulled down the old weatherboard church so they could build a brand new brick chapel, which is actually the chapel that we still have today. In this photo to your left, you can see the old hall that was also attached to that chapel. And as the church continued to grow in 1939, they realized that that hall was no longer able to service the congregation. So they pulled that hall down that you see in that photo and rebuilt the new old hall, (laughs) which is the hall that is still there today. The church continued to to grow and continued to to serve God and meet in homes and meet in church and and minister to the community. And then in the the 1980s, they realised that this new church they built 40 years ago was actually in, in real need of some servicing. It was in disrepair and it needed some tidying up. But as the church was growing, why not just tidy that up? Why not build a new chapel? And so in the late 1980s and early 1990s, they built this chapel that we're in today and joined the existing buildings that also in- included another hall, which is where the offices are today. The final major property development happened in the early 2010s where as a church that was focused on families and focused on raising kids, youth, young adults, 
as well as, as other aged demographics, but, but very focused on families, they realised we need to do something to reach our community, and being Ballarat and having winter <laughs> like we do in February <laughs> at the moment <laughs> means that, hey, it's, why not have a playground inside for the kids? And so in the early uh, 2010s, the, the new wing was built, which includes the playground meeting rooms one and two in the connecting hall from the rear car park. Over the years, York Street, York Street has paved a legacy of raising up leaders, of sending out and supporting those on the mission field, of pioneering ministries across our city, such as the, the Ballarat Christmas carols, combined to Easter services, church camps. Uh, they, they owned a shop on Main Road for a number of years uh, with, with a heart to, to evangelise to those that didn't know who Jesus was. We've got a history of, of having fantastic musicians, incredible pastors, and meeting the needs. I'm not, this, this is the history. I'm not, <laughs> I'll be the exception to that one. Uh, and meeting the needs of families in the community. <laughs> I actually didn't think to myself when I wrote that down. I was thinking of those. Anyway, I'll keep digging. <laughs> and meeting the needs of families in our community. Uh, in today's chapter of God's church here in York Street, we hang on to that foundation that was laid almost 135 years ago. We meet not only in church, but we still continue to meet in people's homes. Some are meeting right now online. We continue that the legacy that was birthed all those years ago with a heart to, to be God's church, to, to not be satisfied with just consuming, but, but having a desire to be the church. For 40 years, no pastor meant that, that we were the church. We did the visiting. We did the caring for one another. And that happens today. We continue to love one another. We continue to care. We meet in church and at homes, in backyards, over barbecues, in small groups. And online, we continue to exist to be a church that, that makes disciples who are equipped to do the same. We focus on families as our forefathers did, to build the church centered around homes, to raise up a generation of believers who not only know of Jesus, but have a personal relationship with him, an active faith, and are daily devoted to God and others. So in... 1999, myself and my then girlfriend, now wife, had come to Ballarat to, to go to Teachers College, uh, Ballarat Uni, Fed Uni, and, um, and we'd been a part of these camps called ESA camps. And these ESA camps, there were some pretty cool people, but the church that I grew up in was sort of a medium-sized, small to medium-sized country, country church with sort of 70 to 100 people which meant you knew everybody and everybody's dog and everybody's uncle, and you knew it, mostly because they were all married together, but it was, it's, it's the way it was. And, and, and it, was, it was a great church that, that loved each other and did community incredibly well. But it was a church because of its size and its demographic meant that, that there was no one my age. The same at the school, there's definitely no Christians. There were people my age at school, but there's no Christians my age. At school, which meant spiritually, like I knew God and I went to church every Sunday, but spiritually I, I was a little dry in the ways that I experienced God. 
That doesn't mean that I don't, didn't experience God. I had to do the work, and I did, and I grew. And I, I was looking at my old Bible the other day, and it's like it's covered in notes and highlighters. Like I, I studied God's Word back in those days. I still do, but a lot. And then in 1999, we walked in to a 6 p.m. service here at Yorkie in our late teens, early 20s, and all the, all the lights were dark in the congregation. All the, all the auditorium lights were down, but there were these, these can lights all on the stage, and there was like vibrant, energetic worship. And then this guy got up to speak by the name of Larry Galbraith, who was passionate and energetic, and, and, he, and he brought this this book called The Bible to Life, and, and each message landed up with a landing point that we could, in, could put into practice. It wasn't just theological knowledge. It was applicable. It was something that you could live out and action and journey and become more like Jesus each and every day. And there was something about that moment in 1999 that, that Yvette and I said, well, we're going to go and check out some churches and see which one works. And we didn't. <laughs> we came here and that was it. Within about six months, we, um, we couldn't help but get plugged in to the life of the church. And we're in our young 20s and at uni, so we had more time than we do now. Let's say it like that. And so we're involved in the kids' ministry, the youth ministry, the worship ministry. We're in a small group, the young adults' ministry, um, in a prayer team. And of course, you add the kids, youth, worship practices, and you've run out of nights in the week pretty quickly. And we loved it. Loved it. There's something about getting involved in the church. And there's people that I see around the congregation that I've served with back in those days, way back when we, we were first here. Within a few years, um, there were some changes of staff which happened in church, and I ended up in the role of interim youth pastor. That was cool. And I get to run amok with the kids. The cool thing about interim is you can mess them all up and somebody else has got to f- clean up the mess later. No, it wasn't like that at all. We had a, had a heap of fun. It was a heap of fun. And then ended up in, in the role of um, director of kids' ministries, which meant we had the opportunity, I say we because there was a team, of running the Sunday kids' program. And it was a heap of fun. We had no idea what we were doing. But we loved it, loved the kids, loved Sunday mornings. Um, God was gracious in that time and the ministry grew. And so did my, my call to ministry. And, and it grew to the point where God sort of said, hey, I want you to go all in for this. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know how to. Like coming from Wallora to Ballarat was scary because Ballarat was the big city. And God laid a vision on my heart for York Street in that time. And I thought it was like, oh, that's a, that sounds huge. It sounds great. But I'm the kid's pastor. What, how, how can I do that? I haven't even done theological training. I don't know what that looks like. And all of a sudden, God kept niggling and, and building something in me that, that sort of that got to the point where my obedience to God, this discontent that God was raising up in me, not with the church, but with, with myself and with my circumstances, outweighed my comfort zone. And, and, and it outweighed my comfort zone where I had to be obedient. And then I get a phone call from this whiz-bang, on-fire pastor that I'd heard in 1999 called Larry Galbraith, saying, hey, I want a kid's pastor in Sydney. And so Ballarat wasn't the big city anymore. Sydney was. And for about three months, I would get home from the church and physically shake in the car park because of um, the traffic 
everyone drove so quick and the roads were so narrow and I'm used to country roads and just looking out for sheep and it's like and I'm doing 80 and I can touch the truck next to me if my window's down <laughs> like ah oh. I got used to it and by the end of it I love driving in Sydney because the roads are so narrow and you drive so fast and you can touch the truck <laughs> don't touch the truck no it wasn't long after when God called us to York Street again, and that's a story in itself, that within about six months, we're sitting in a staff meeting, and all of a sudden, God revealed, hey, that vision that I gave you years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, that vision was actually to prepare you for this. I gave you a vision, and you needed to go away and get trained up, which I did. To come back. And I remember when we, we came back to, to Yorkie, we're really intentional saying we're not going back to York Street, we're going forwards to York Street because we're different people. And I remember sitting in that staff meeting where one of, the, one of the staff members said, her name was Colette, she was here for a short time when I was here, said, I feel like God's got something else that you want to share with us. And it dawned on me, this vision that God had given me years ago. I remember almost bursting into tears, going, what? Do I get to do that now? Part of it is, anybody that's watching online, there's about 100 or so people that watch online every given Sunday. That's part of the vision. There's so much more to the vision. I don't want to share it with everyone because it's pretty scary. Sometimes I share it with the staff and they go, what? It's like, yeah, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Not mine. God gave it to me. Which leads us to where we are now. What is the mission and vision for York Street? What, what, is, what is this step? Who are we now coming out of this space? What does it look like for you to get that same reaction that I had in 20, uh, 1999, but also had again in 2019, 20 years later, when I stepped foot back into this place, when God called me to be the senior pastor, and I remember going, no, we're going forwards, we're going forwards, we're going forwards. And the, and the day, the first Sunday where we came back, Yvette and I looked at each other and get, went, we're home. We're new, but it's home. We want that feeling for you as well. So what is the mission of York Street? The mission is this. Our purpose has always been and always will be to lead people to Jesus and disciple them so that they are equipped to do the same. That's why we exist as a church. It's why we've always existed. Matthew chapter 28 says, Go and make disciples. And teach them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Just because you follow Jesus doesn't mean you have it all together. It doesn't mean you know everything. It means that you're going to make mistakes. It means that you need some teaching. Often you learn by making the mistakes. It means that at York Street, hey, we're a, we're a church of broken people. We're a church of people that have made mistakes. We're a church of people that don't have all the answers. But we are slowly being taught to obey everything that Jesus has, has taught us. The verse goes on to say, and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Surely I'll be with you to the end of the age. We are a church that exists to lead people to Jesus and to make disciples that are active in their faith. What does this look like as a church? Well, our vision is that we strive to be a large church. And you might think, but, but we are. And you're right, we are. We are numerically a larger church. But while there are people that don't know who Jesus is, the job's not finished. While you have friends or family or work colleagues that, that don't know who Jesus is, the job's not done. 
And so the first thing we need to strive is to continue to be growing, not for our sake, not for the name of York Street, but for the, the name of Jesus Christ and his church. So we strive to be a large church that values family. We're a church that, that was based and built upon families meeting together. And we want to be a church that's based and built upon families meeting together that reaches communities beyond its own. I'm going to flip just a slide ahead, if that's okay, to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 says this, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people, and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. So what it is, what is it when we talk about family? To be a part of a family is to be a part of God's family. It's built upon the cornerstone that is Jesus. If you reverse this verse, we start with the foundation. And the cornerstone was the stone that was laid that would set the directions for the best rest of the building. If it was off, the building wouldn't be straight. It'd be skew if and it wouldn't, wouldn't line up. So the cornerstone was this stone that they would pay special attention to. Our cornerstone, where we get our direction, where we get our vision, where we get our, our guiding as a church and as individuals comes from Jesus Christ. And what he's saying is the church family, God's church, is built upon Jesus. Then there's these foundations of, of the prophets and the apostles. At York Street, we then have this foundation built on that of our, the forefathers, those godly men and women that 135 years ago met in people's homes to share the good news of Jesus Christ, to, to unpack scripture, to sing some, some worship. And we stand on a legacy of people that have served God time and time again. So to be a part of God's family means that if you are on a journey, if you, you, you are reading scripture, if you are open to pray, if you've got questions, if you've made a mistake, well, you know what? Welcome to the family. We all have. If you've got doubts, if you've, if you've messed up, if you've hurt someone, hey, you're still welcome. We're so happy to see you here. Welcome to the family. The forefathers would have made mistakes in this place. In the 80s, they built, with all good intentions, a beautiful auditorium that would be light and bright. And they chose glass in the roof, in the walls, and that end was all glass. Which meant in a normal February, not this February, a normal February, as the service went on and the sun came through, there's stories of people shuffling in the pew so that the sun wouldn't burn their legs. <laughs> Good intentions but probably not the greatest, you know, design for a church that, that gets 30, 40 degree days in summer. You know, like maybe seal in the roof. We all make mistakes. And, and the beauty of the body of Christ, of the church family, is that your weakness could be somebody else's strength. And together we make a whole. That's family. It doesn't mean that you have to have kids to be a part of the church family. It doesn't mean you have to be mum and dad. We know that that's not the case in our days. There's all sorts of different makeups, single mums, single dads. 
stepmom, stepdads, we know that's a part of it. You are welcome here to be a part of the church, built upon the cornerstone that is Jesus. The core values of our church make up the things that we stand for, the things that we, we look at when we make decisions. Now, sometimes we do better at some than others, but the, together they make a whole. As a church, we're anchored in Scripture and we're led by the Spirit. We believe that God cares for every member of his family, so so do we. There's no bounds to our willingness to share the gospel, and we want to equip people to live, lead, and love just as Jesus did. So we're not satisfied with the ordinary. We think and act outside the box. And it's our joy to contribute to the kingdom. So why can't it be fun? I say these, these pillars hold us up as a church. And each one has a story. Each one has some verses behind it. Each one was, was prayed for and thought about. But I want to say that, that as a church, we're a church that's had shops in Main Road. Like we're a church that's run Christmas carols events. We're a church that's been able to bless the community recently by handing out food. We're a church that tries different things because we're not satisfied with the ordinary. We think and act outside the box. When God laid those words on our heart, I never imagined that in 2020, the first time we preached the message about that was the first week of lockdown and I preached that message into a camera. At that time, I wanted to say, I really like the ordinary, and I'd like to be nice and comfortable in my church you know, with people in the room. I don't want to be thinking outside the box preaching into a camera. At that point, it was an iPhone and a laptop. Like, wow. Like, God is doing amazing things through us. And I love that it's our joy to contribute. If you want to see what having a joy to contribute looks like, come to a Wednesday night band rehearsal. Our band practices are great. There'll be someone will be playing the wrong beat or the wrong key or the wrong thing or something else or someone will sing the wrong bit or they'll miss a cue. And it's not that the kind of environment where it's like, what? You messed up. Oh, yeah. Everyone just bursts into laughter. It's like, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> Let's try again. It's rehearsal. That's what it's there for. Even on a Sunday, sometimes we mess up and you see everyone like <laughs> trying to hold in the giggles. It's our joy to contribute. I love seeing our prayer meetings and our meetings before services where people are just having fun and doing life together. Why? Because we're family and that's what we do. Hebrews chapter 10 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. See, the reason that we come to church is to spur one another along, to, to encourage one another, to say, hey, how you traveling? How you doing? How's your week? What's been happening in your world? How, how can we help? Oh, oh this, this is what I've been going through this week. Could you help me? Would you pray for me? How, how's, your, how's your devotion life going? How's your spiritual journey going? It's why we meet. It's why we do it. Now, we know that there's times that you can't meet in the church building. I've, I've had a busted leg for a few months, and, and I had um, COVID for a season, and I was so grateful to be able to watch church online. It was such a blessing to be able to do that. And I know people that physically can't and won't ever be able to step foot in the building on a Sunday because of their health. And, and those that are watching, we love you. We really do. And we're so happy you can be a part of our church family. 
I do want to encourage those online though, if you are able to make it here physically, we would love to see you. We really would. Because we get to encourage you and build you up and vice versa. But we understand that that can't always be the case. So as a church, in 2019 into 2020, we relaunched the mission and vision of York Street, looking at what had been taken place in the past and looking to the future, seeing that there'd been a history um, that York Street had changed the icon, the logo of the church, to help represent what we stand for. And so I want to finish with what does the logo at York Street represent? You see, the, the simplest form of the logo, we wanted something new and modern to reach the new generation. But the, newest, the simplest form of that is it represents an empty tomb. You see, we deeply believe, and if, if you spent five minutes at York, you'd understand that we deeply, deeply believe in the cross of salvation. It's, it's the foundation of who we are. It's, it's up there on the wall. And we believe that, that Jesus came and showed us how to live. And that because we had messed up, he took the consequences upon himself. And only through Jesus is there a way made to have our relationship restored with God. So the cross equals salvation. It's the only way. The only way is through the cross. Now, for, for some, that's it. That's the end of the story. You know, cool, I'm saved. And you are, and that's great. But that's not the end of Jesus' story. You wouldn't get any other books. You'd stop with the, just towards the end of the Gospels, and that would be it. But there's more to it. You see, because Jesus didn't stay dead, he rose again. And so while the cross equals salvation... We believe deeply that the, the cross, that the empty tomb equals transformation. It's a relationship. When, when, when the early church, we read all the way through, when, they, when Jesus went to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. And when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes within you. And there's a transforming then of, of being obedient to God's voice, to learning what his voice sounds like and being transformed daily into who he wants us to be as men and women of God. And so the cross is salvation, and the empty tomb means transformation. We also believe that, that this, this image that we chose means that we are one church of many different parts, different ages and stages, both in like age, but also in our spiritual journey, but all heading in the same direction all serving the one God. We also believe that this logo looks a little bit like a fingerprint because scripture says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want you to know at York Street, if you've made mistakes, if you've messed up, that whole list that I've already said once, once to this morning already, you're welcome here because we love you. Because there's a place for you within the church family here at York Street. We meet together each Sunday, not as people that have it all together, but as people who know, this, know the one who does. Craig Rochelle puts it well when he says, come as you are, but leave a little bit more like Jesus. We're a church with a rich history but also an incredible future. 
a church that is growing not because of our efforts, because, but because of an incredible God who has been incredibly gracious to us. Come as you are, live a little more like Jesus. And I want you to know that next week is Vision Sunday. And we're going to talk about what the vision looks like for 2023. What God has laid on our hearts. And unlike some of the visions in the past, this vision was actually um, clarified about the middle of last year. So we've been hanging on to this for about eight months. Which, um, and because it hasn't changed, that's a pretty good indicator that, hey, this is right. So I'm really excited to be sharing what God has laid on our heart for this year, next week. But we want you to know that you are welcome at York Street. We have a rich history, but also an exciting future. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who you are. Lord, we thank you that you built this church when you planted it all those years ago through faithful people wanting to serve you with what they have. God, we thank you that in the past, people have been obedient to both Scripture, but also have been obedient in being led by the Spirit to do what you've called them to do. God, I pray for those that are maybe looking for a spiritual home, that you would make it really clear where you want that to be. Lord, you know, our desire is to see people call this place home. But Lord, at the end of the day, we know that each church is your church. And so if you're leading somebody to somewhere else, that's okay too. Of course, we'll miss them. Of course we will. But Lord, it's all about you. Lord, personally, I just want to pray that people would have that experience that I had in those two years, 20 years apart, in 99 and then 2019, where the relationships, the love and the care made me feel like I was home. And I pray others would have that feeling Not because it's just the people, but it's because these people are united around you and focused on you. May we continue to be transformed and obedient to the men and women that you want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would like prayer or to find our seven-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.